guys. Welcome to FAQ with Chris, where I read stories from the web and the waiting room community. These stories center around plus size bodies and their experiences. So if you have a story you would like me to share, please send an email at thewaitingroompc at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-E-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-R-O-O-M-P-C at gmail.com. Welcome to episode two of FAQ with Chris, where we're going to talk about a very specific thread where someone asked obese users of Reddit, how did you get so large? This is a serious topic. They go on to say, was there a point in your life when you knew you were getting fatter and what was the thought process? How did it affect your sex life and the way you see yourself? Have there been any moments that really opened your eyes to how much you weigh? This is from user Walmart Observer. The first reply was from someone named O. Toby. I grew up in a household where one, my dad was, is an alcoholic and a mean, verbally abusive one. Number two, my mom was an enabler, never wants anyone to be mad at her. Number three, my parents are still married despite hating each other for the kids. Number four, my grandparents are depression babies who were very strict, both sides, and you do not waste, especially food. Number five, my mom is a horrible cook. Terrible nutrition plus terrible flavor. So it was bad for you and I didn't want to eat it because it sucked, but had to because of wasting food and not wanting to piss off my parents. Number six, children were to be seen and not heard. See number five. Therefore, if you weren't a member of the Clean Plate Club, (laughs) oh man, I feel that, I'm a member. (laughs) Not only were you yelled at forever and punished with really, in my opinion, severe punishments, but it would send my dad into a rage that would send my mother into a psychotic depression, guilt trip, rampage, Catholic thing. So I ate everything I was served every time. I was also very uncoordinated growing up, so physical activity just didn't happen. Then I was depressed because I looked slash felt so bad, so I ate more and so on. Though thankfully I've lost 50 pounds over the last year, I have found a massive passion for cycling. I bike into work every day when the weather permits. I'm working on the family relationships though. This story definitely hit me pretty hard because I can relate to a lot of what they're saying. Um, I'm also part of the clean plate club, like I already said. Uh, And, you know, my house was, it was different. And I don't think it was very nurturing. Uh, I don't think that I was made to feel good about my body very often. And, uh, you know, without going into too much detail, I'd have to say that I agree with more than 50% of this story. Jeez, yeah, let's read the next one. So another is from Brando the Ninja Master. Two things happened to me. One, I quit smoking and the pounds piled on. Eating was the only thing I could do to keep my sanity. Number two, I got a job that's 100 miles away. It was either that or watch my family starve. I chose to sacrifice my health and sanity for them to be happy. Being on the road four to five hours a day doesn't allow much time to exercise. My usual day is get up, eat breakfast. Most times this is done on the way to work, drive to work, work, drive home, eat dinner while helping with baths and hearing about everybody's day and then sleep. Sometimes when the traffic is just right, I may have time to watch a little TV before sleep, but that rarely happens. I guess I should mention how much I weigh. I'm six foot two and weigh 300 pounds. So I'm, I can't speak on this story specifically because I don't have kids. Uh, I'm only looking after myself and part of Rams, just like how Rams looks after part of me. And 
I can't imagine because you do want to put your family first. You want to put your kids first, but uh, are your kids going to be happy when you're not around anymore because you're not taking care of yourself? Um, it's really hard to say because, you know, you got to work and your job, if you can't find a better paying job when you're like close to home, then what are you supposed to do? You know, and then you think like, should I move? But then the cost of moving, it's just not always a thing you can do. And I don't know, is, is there any parents out there that have any words of advice on this topic? For this next story, I just want to warn everyone that it does involve talking about child molestation from their point of view. It does not go into detail about it, but I just wanted to give a trigger warning in case you don't want to listen to this. For this next story, it's from JCAIA, technical answer, eating and not moving. I was always kind of chubby growing up, and to be honest, I probably would have grown out of it with age. I could remember a time when my relationship with food was normal, not having seconds, only eating three times a day, mainly healthy food. But on a more personal note, I would have to say my backwards relationship with food stems from being molested when I was eight. Around that time, I remember eating out of the trash can only once and just consuming a lot of food. Food became something of a secret obsession. My parents weren't terrible people. They had me at a young age, 19 and 21, and probably would have been more knowledgeable about the signs of abuse if they had have been older. For example, knowing it's not normal for an eight-year-old to get a UTI. My father was always working, and I later found out when he wasn't working, he was cheating. My mother was constantly depressed. I remember for a few months she couldn't get out of bed, but when she did, it was to a drive through for lunch and dinner. My parents' own relationship with food was unhealthy. My father constantly worked out and was an occasional bulimic. My mother was physically and mentally abused by her father and was overweight. I never paid attention to being overweight until we moved to a different affluent area after my parents' divorce. We moved into a place with a lot of money with very little of it. I started becoming a lot more conscious of what I looked like compared to the other teenagers. A rather unfair comparison, comparing myself to rich kids who would get new BMWs for their 16th birthday, had credit cards, name brand gear, and acting careers. It works in a cycle. You become insecure, then you eat. Divorce drama and no one's listening to you? Eat. Not seeing dad because he's busy with his mistress? Eat. You're invisible at school and dressed like a frump? Eat. You can't make friends because you giggle too much and your normally extroverted personality turned inside out? Eat. The person who molested you is moving in and trying to be your friend? Eat more. I could write more about this, but Reddit has a short attention span. To wrap it up, people are unhealthy for a reason. No one is that lazy that they let themselves balloon up without underlining psychological issues. A majority of my weight gain, I was completely unaware until it was pointed out, until I stopped receiving compliments. I'm getting control now. I'm working out and eating healthier. By March, my weight should fall under 200. Sometimes I wish it could have gone the other way, that I would have become anorexic or bulimic rather than an overeater, but alas, I still would have been left with the same issues. So this story was definitely a lot heavier than the last one. I still thought it was an extremely important story to read uh, because a lot, of, a lot of people go through this. And also bringing up the mental aspect of weight gain, weight loss, it, it's an important topic to talk about. So I definitely thought it was a good one to read. The next story will be from Jemiku. I'm the definition of an emotional eater and a bored eater, though the emotional is the bigger of the problems. 
Most of my life when I was upset, I have eaten my feelings because they would replace hunger. As a child growing up, it had started at a young age. And first and foremost, I want to point out my mother was a spectacular parent and my eating habits were not her fault. I say this because she tried everything. Discipline, punishments, therapy. For four years, the refrigerator and the cabinets were literally chained shut. This mortifies me to this day that she even had to consider it. Growing up, I always found a way to get into it. As a teen, it was still a problem, but it sort of contained itself. I wasn't getting any thinner, but I wasn't putting on weight. My self-esteem was at an all-time low from probably 17 to 23, when I was convinced that I was completely unlovable. This came from the standard I'm fat conclusions, coupled with what I understood were the standards of other gay men. Let me tell you, if you're going to pick a community to be a fat teenager within, that's a terrible one. It was a cycle. I never managed to rein in my depression and self-esteem as I went to college, and I wound up leaving due to poor grades. Ironically, after I left college, I spent a great deal of time very depressed, but with no job and nothing to do. I exercised, I went walking and running, I swam, and very little else. I lost 60 pounds in three months. Unfortunately, I got a job at a video store and wound up making poor choices and gained much of it back by eating candy for lunch. I wound up back where I started. Eventually, I got a new job at an office and as I came into that, I started feeling better about myself. Out of sheer shame, I can honestly say I hadn't weighed myself from the ages of 23 to 29. During that period though, I think it was the first time since my workout binges, I probably lost weight. Shortly after that, I got into a very unhealthy relationship with someone. Work was rough and he was constantly miserable, but he said he loved me, so I stuck to him. And it clung to me badly. To make it worse, he somehow had way worse eating habits than I did. He refused any and all vegetables, claimed they made him sick, and out of being too lazy to cook two separate meals, my home-cooked meals quickly turned into whatever he was eating. I could say that for almost two years, at least four days a week, breakfast was at least four Pop-Tarts each and dinner was at least four Hot Pockets each. For those of us playing our home game, that's something like 3,600 calories a day. I'd let myself get so oblivious to my health state that it didn't even register that I was eating that much. So now we're here. There's been a lot of negativity inward about my choices I made and it's certainly rough. Growing up ostracized and having been shy in the first place, I have pretty significant social anxiety and it's difficult for me to even try to lose weight in a public setting. I've started to become okay with who I am, even though it's still a huge day-to-day -day struggle. I've started to monitor my diet and make efforts to lose weight. I've lost about 20 pounds so far. It's not much, but it's a start. That's huge, actually. Sorry, this is me talking right now. That's huge. I'm optimistic about my venture. As for your other questions, in my 20s, I was completely oblivious to the thought that I was putting on weight. I assume for 10 years, I stayed where I was at 19. When I finally stepped onto a scale and saw myself 100 pounds higher, I was surprised at my own reaction. There was some shock, but I didn't fall apart as I expected. I suppose the reason for that was I'd stepped on the scale after my decision that I needed to fix the problem. If it had happened when I wasn't intending to try and lose weight, I would have lost my shit. As for my sex life, I have not had a long laundry list of boyfriends in my life. Although in my 20s, I did learn there was a subset of gay men who were quite fond of large hairy men. It was a pretty good ego boost and it led me to kind of slutting it up in my 20s. 
had a lot more three ways than I would have expected for someone of my size. Sorry if that's too much information. As for now, I'm in a relationship with a sweet guy. We've been together for about a year and a half. We have a fairly active sex life, although he has somewhat low sex drive, which I knew going into it. There's a voice in the back of my head I need to constantly silence that tries to tell me it's because he doesn't find me attractive and that he's only with me because I provide some benefit to him. He's not the best eater, but he has had a few diet-related health concerns, which are leading us to working on eating healthier together. It helps that he's trained in culinary arts and can cook healthy things that are also delicious. I see myself in an all right light currently. There's a lot of times that I hate what I am because of what I've done to my body, but I've made my peace with it mostly and I know that if I don't accept it, I can never make it better. But everything is a fight. Walking has historically caused me terrible lower back pain and sometimes it worsens to numbness in my legs. I've known that when I begin to regularly exercise, it becomes less prevalent, so I know it's related to me being extremely out of shape. In my teens and early 20s, I had a lot of chest pains and heart palpitations and was constantly terrified that I was going to die. At the time, I felt powerless to do anything about it, so all I could do was fear. I'm relieved to say those things have largely stopped for me, but there's an occasional time I experience chest pain. And, at 30, I've become much more frightened. There's a lot of pain around my life, and it's certainly like playing life on hard mode. I've come to view it as an atonement for what I've done to my body. I believe that one day I'll be able to fit and go running and play sports and be a normal person. For the time being, I can just work towards this goal. I'm not a good motivator, so I've learned I need to make it so exercise can provide entertainment. The Just Dance game is tremendously helpful, along with the music. We'll see where I get with it. So I hope I still have you here. That was definitely a lot longer of a story, but I really enjoyed it. And one thing that all these stories do have in common is that the mental side of weight loss and weight gain is huge. There needs to be more attention directed at the mental aspect of these things. I hope you guys enjoy these stories as well. If you have any comments or questions or you would like to tell a story of your own, please shoot me an email over at thewaitingroompc at gmail.com. Bye, guys.